welcome to episode four of the podcast, the podcast for Skin Millennials. Uh, I'm here with Grace Holiday, journalist and content writer. Yes, you got it right. Did it. That's good. And I'm here with Robin Vinter, the founder and editor of the Overtake. Yes, did I get good. that right? I usually say journalist and editor of the Overtake, <sighs> but that's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll so give you. Sorry, I'll give you that. And Rick Worth. That's me. That right, made it sound uh, like you didn't know who you were. <laughs> I was already thinking about who is this the guy? next bit. Um, writer and journalist. Is that what you say normally? Yeah, normally, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. along those those yeah. lines. Here Excellent. We are. Yeah. Uh, so this week's theme is housing and accommodation. So we'll yes. be chatting about that in a bit. All things houses. Yeah. Yeah. What do you put over your head? that makes any sense. The hats? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the roof? The roof over the there. Roof of the I was yeah. looking for a cardboard box emoji yesterday oh. for lols, and uh, I'm so sorry for just saying for lols, um, <laughs> but one doesn't exist, so I feel like we should get in touch with... There's really not a cardboard but, box no, emoji. No, no, I know. There's quite a few that I think you would never use for anything, yeah. like the vast majority of them you'd never use, and yeah. then there's like a few crucial ones missing, like a roller skate, there's never a roller skate, and everyone who plays roller derby wants to use a roller skate yeah. frequently. See, I was just about to say nobody ever uses the clown, but if you were in the circus, that would be you would your go-to, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Off to work, true. clown face. <laughs> yeah. I, I exclusively only use the aubergine emoji for, yeah. for all conversations. That's, yeah. Hi, Mum, what's going on this week? <laughs> uh, so, should we do the punch-up this week? Yes. So, yes. give you a quick recap of what the punch-up is. It is us being annoyed at someone who is in a better station of life than we are. And Grace is angry this week. Yeah, not angry this week. Angry all weeks. And this has been an issue for me for about... uh, Maybe since I started my career, probably, let's be honest. Um, My punch-up is towards people who massively advocate for supporting young women or young men or people younger than them in their career. That's controversial. (laughs) (laughs) Who advocate so much for supporting young up-and-coming talent, but actually when it comes down to it, do nothing to support people. Mm. Drives me insane. So I have a number of people who I've reached out to in the past who are in a similar profession to me and are doing similar things to me, but are, say seven steps higher on the ladder than me and I've just been completely ignored or emails that I've been sent back are really blunt and really short and really disinterested and it really annoys me because I think if you don't have time to look at like look out for somebody or mentor somebody then it's absolutely fine but like be polite yeah or and like also, don't say that you're you're exactly. in favor of like mm-hmm. bringing up the next generation exactly. of whatever the career is yeah I have somebody on my Instagram who I hate follow which <laughs> I read I read the, the name of the other day and I was like oh my god I so have somebody that I hate follow and I know it says unfollow them but I kind of want to know what mm-hmm. she's doing yeah but her, her her whole ethos is about like oh yeah I'm all sporting women and She's not no. at all. Like the reality oh, behind cool. it is not is not ideal. So I think I also have a mentor called Polly Dunbar who is a journalist and she is freaking amazing. <laughs> and she's bent over backwards for me over the last like year and a bit that I've been mentored by her. She's done so much for me. And when I compare people like her to people like the people who will go nameless. <laughs> I suppose we're not naming them so that we don't end up massively sued by <laughs> 
certain comedians and or also, people that Grace has encountered yeah. and told us about also, in private. Yeah. <laughs> I also kind of think I might meet them in the future and I don't want there to be any, any animosity there, but that's yeah. my punch-up. Uh, speaking of mentioning contacts as well, this mm. is going to sound... This might sound really cynical, um, but there's also a very good argument to be made of why you should support, if you're not an ethnic minority or a woman, why you should support that coming more into the industry. Yeah. Because or LGBT, LGBT as yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, plus. of course. Uh, because right, and then place myself in a very precarious position here. <laughs> you should support those anyway because they have their own merits. But if if you are seen as someone who supports them, when people who go through those programs and have more influence, yeah, like can be in positions where they can hand out jobs, you are not going to be seen like a dickhead who doesn't deserve that job. Yes. Which is why Robin has given me a lot yeah. of work at the other <laughs> team. Yeah, no, but it's true, it is. And like I, I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the writers that we have on the overtake, they may not decide they may decide not to do journalism and that's mm. totally fine. But um even if one or two of them do really well, I'd like to think that part of that is me like mm-hmm. put you know, helping yeah. people mm-hmm. and you know. I think I've certainly I don't know if I've necessarily got jobs, but by mentioning that I've worked with the Overtake in emails, yeah. editors have replied to me rather than just ignore me. Yes. Mm, yeah. said, oh, that has been yeah. the yeah. biggest change in my career so far, being able to have a first line in all my emails saying, I write for, and then yeah. listing a bunch of publications. Yeah. Yeah. I swear it makes a thousand percent of difference. It does. It does when people email me sometimes as well. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm if I've never heard of them and don't know anything about them mm-hmm. and they and they email me loads of links to good stuff that they've written. It me I, there's the proof that they can write. Whereas... So how I met Robin was by emailing her and going, "Hello, you're a woman and you're based in Leeds and you run the Overtake. Can we meet for coffee?" So you tell me what was it about my email to you that made you actually reply to me? The dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not my dick pics. No. Um, I. Uh, Part that, of it was, yeah, I don't, to be honest, I get asked for like a lot of meetings and a lot of them I don't do, but I am, I, so that you lived in Leeds and that you wrote for national publications was interesting because there aren't that many of those people. Uh, but also I'm trying to build a network of journalists in Leeds. So if you're a journalist in Leeds, get in touch. Um, and yeah, and cause when I lived in London, we used to go for drinks like really regularly, like a, a big bunch of journalists. And now that I live up here, we don't do that, and I really, I really want to do that. So actually, your email was your email was good, but it was more you than what you wrote. If that makes mm. sense, mm. that's interesting. And going back to the very, very, very original point of the yeah. punch up and of mentoring. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I was just yeah. about to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you want advice from me or Robin or Rick, do get in touch with us because we actually do bother emailing back. I do. The reason why I thought of this was because a girl who was a first-year liberal arts student, emailed me last night saying, mm-hmm. I stumbled across your website. I've worked for this magazine, this magazine. I'm a first-year student, but I really want some internship experience. Do you have any advice? And I'm so I'm super busy at the moment, so I had to say to her, I, please send me specific questions. Like, don't yeah. just ask for me to write you six paragraphs of advice. Yeah, say yeah, to, yeah. Give me really specific things that you want to know, and I'll fill the answers in. Yeah. But I took the time to get back to her, yeah. and I feel like you can't. you have to practice... What you preach yes. is that is yes. that the saying? You've got to once you're up the ladder, you've got to put it yeah. back down yeah. for the next yeah. people yeah. to get 100%. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we should probably talk about housing, given that that's our theme. Yes. So one of the things I've noticed is that we do talk about our inability to ever own a home 
a lot on this mm. podcast. Also because I think about it a lot. Yeah. Mm. So my first question is, why are we so obsessed with the idea of owning a home? For me, it's the difference between the cost of rent and the cost of a mortgage. Mm. So mortgages are literally cheaper than paying yeah. rent, yeah. like pretty much everywhere, yeah. um, all the time. So not only do you get to basically keep the money when you pay into a mortgage, but it's you pay less money every mm. month. So for me, that's it's literally as simple as that. Like I would, I would, I don't have any problem with renting on the whole. But if it was, what, you're laughing at my bra? That's so childish. You squeaky bra! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were laughing at on the whole. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, childish. Uh, yeah, I have a squeaky Just bra. Robin talking really eloquently about the housing market and her bra going, <laughs> It's really bad. It's like, sometimes I'm in the office and it's just like, there's me and, like, Lyle, who are somebody who's, like, quite new and quite shy, and I'm just, like, typing and there's just, like, you can't do it on command yeah. um, I have a really different reason to you which okay. makes sense because we are quite different people in yeah. different places in our lives the reason why I am so obsessed with owning a home which is pretty different to yours Robin is because me and my husband would like a baby pretty soon which is so nice that I can say because I'm self-employed because I swear if I was employed I would never I would never dare say that because I'd be worried about my employer mm. hearing it and not yes, promoting me blah blah true. blah so I can admit that we want a baby within the next year maybe less maybe a little bit more maybe mm. really maybe Whoa. less um and I have this little baby povo for the podcast oh yeah wearing a little hessian sack we can come in and record at the birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so grace Live is currently set. screaming yeah. <laughs> um yeah and i just have this idea in my head that my baby would be more secure in many different ways if we lived in a house which funnily enough is the exact topic of an article i've got going in grazia in a couple yeah. of weeks time oh. so i'm not going to talk too much more about it and just make <laughs> the, make the article redundant <laughs> yeah. um, but there are just loads of things that you can't do in a rental that you can in your own house like we wouldn't be able to paint the nursery mm. obviously there's furniture that you when the baby starts crawling you have to nail your furniture to the wall so they don't pull it down on top of themselves we can't do that yeah we have a balcony we don't have any outside space for them so when they start walking would they just what like drop through the slats in the balcony like oh nightmare the living room is goes right onto the kitchen which goes right into the oven like mm. there are all people sorts do of don't they but absolutely yeah, people do and i think easy. it's incredible um and that they do and more power to them but i just i would rather not if we don't have to but i really don't see another way yeah mine i think mine's a combination of both those things just logically it makes more it makes better sense to pay less mm, yeah and if you but the, the, the real problem there is saving up for the mortgage is usually well, it's not unreasonable because I guess it's the cost of a house and the cost of houses are unreasonable. Yeah. But like to get ten grand from nowhere is like, hey, I've got ten grand to start getting a mortgage. Yeah. It's so much to ask um for then for it to be cheaper than renting. Yes. It's it's seen and at the same time, um, like wanting a family, I like I feel that I think I said this in the first podcast that we're in a position that we're kind of a link in a chain and our children will be hopefully in better positions than we will be mm. and that's again easier to do if they've got a home yes that you know can afford to give them piano lessons or yeah breast enhancements whatever it is <laughs> whatever they want whatever it is my little boy <laughs> or girl desires yeah. <laughs> right uh, i think it's time for the profession yes 
Um, the profession being... The profession is an admittance of guilt to something you have done out of... <laughs> being skint. Being skint, What have yeah. our past ones been so far? Me... They've all been theft-related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have actually, haven't... A lot of the time, yeah. yeah. This one's a different type mm-hmm. of profession. Well, yeah. let's find out. Yeah. So, our profession comes from a lady whose surname is... She's... She's called Paula Chance. Paula Chance. Yeah. Um, Chance. Yes. Yeah. Such Chance. a good Miss name. Chance. Isn't that it? is yeah. an amazing. I was like, is that your real name? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, we had to confirm that. Uh, yes. So Miss Chance writes, when I worked at a pub, it was unlikely that we would get tips, and as a college student with no loan at the time, this would not do. So I used, and I apologise for the word she uses here. So I used a cunt tax, or twat tax, if we were being polite. If the round came to over fifteen pounds. I'd charge an extra pound and pocket it. If it was a massive tab, I'd chuck a drink on the... The trick would <laughs> the trick would be to get a drink that the group had already had so they would never know I'd ordered it. That's a pretty good profession. I think, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm kind of on board with this, actually. I don't know whether... She doesn't specify whether she uses it only to cunts. Yeah, no, I... I, I, I think I, it sounds like it is I only to cunts. I think it's implied that it's only yeah. to horrible people. The thing is, is it's kind of ironic because she's skin or she was skin yeah but what she was doing could have been affecting other people who were skin and couldn't afford that extra money that they were paying do you know what i mean it wouldn't bother me if they were an asshole oh no if they're an idiot, <laughs> yeah. yeah let's pretend um, that, it, that it's but if, yeah i mean yeah if it if 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 she used to do it to everyone then mm. yeah she would be making hundreds and hundreds of pounds <laughs> no, of the yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd get caught, though, if you did it to everyone, because eventually yeah. someone would notice. We, when I worked in a, a relatively fancy restaurant, we used to do events for people, uh, and the like. these companies would buy, say, 40 bottles of wine in, like, yeah. 300 bottles of beer. Uh, and what we were supposed to do is um, the stuff that they hadn't used... We, we would buy it back from them so they would get a refund and it would just become our stock. Mm. Of course, what we just did as standard practice, and this wasn't mine, this was the managerial, like, manager's decision, we would just lie to them and say that they drank way more than they actually had uh, because they fully expected to as well because yeah. there's no way one person's going to stand at a bar all night with 200 people there just going, he's had one bottle, he's had one bottle. Yeah. Um, and then, so, because we would never make tips on that evening because it was, like, a paid-for do. Yeah. Like... I think one year, every member of staff got two bottles of wine and a case of beer. <laughs> and I, I think I worked at that restaurant for three, maybe four years. And every year when they came back, it was really exciting because everyone knew they were just going to get fully loaded. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I worked at Royal Ascot when I was, when I was at uni because it was the next town along. Windsor was the next town along from my uni. And God, how old was I when I worked there? I think I was like 19, 20 maybe. And... The first year I worked there, I worked on the in the owners and trainers bar. So my job was basically just to sit behind a table and let people pour the tea and coffee and eat the biscuits that were on the table in front of me. But then I got promoted to working in the boxes and you would be placed with one other person. And because I was so young and innocent and scared of like getting into trouble, I did not make the most of that experience at all. So like people would when we got when we took the lobster back People would just eat it in the kitchen. I would just eat the cheap, shitty sandwiches that they give you for free when you enter and get your pass. Mm. Mm. I would never touch any of the alcohol 
but there was always so much and people what are those is it magnums they were like magnums big massive yeah, champagne yeah. massive but of the like the most expensive not even like moe like the next level I didn't up. even know there was a next level yeah there's a, there was a next I've level heard of we, yeah. drink, we yeah. drink four way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and people would just not drink them or, or we'd pour out some and then they'd be like five magnums left at the end of the night and everybody else would drink them and I was just so young and innocent and I was like well I'm not going to drink on my shift I'm working and then we would never get tipped we'd maybe get like 20 quid it was minimum wage it was like six pounds at the time because it was back in like early like 2010 time Hmm. I I used to be like working in restaurants I think it is quite a good thing to do for a couple of years and I think that we should do a national service, industry service, where yes. everyone has to go oh and God. work at a bar Before you go to uni, like if you're going to go to uni, you have to take a year out and work. And work yeah, just job. so that way yeah. you'll learn to not be a twat to yes. bar staff. Because like, I don't understand why someone who is de- you would be rude to someone who is dealing with your food or drink. Yes. I would like to add um, sh- working in a shop to that. Yeah, yeah. My well. very first job was working in Primark, and I will never forget the very first time I arranged an entire table of T-shirts and walked away and it took mm. me like two hours and walked away and when I came back they were all all over the floor like mm. the vultures oh. the prime Doncaster Primark vultures oh. of 2006 had got them that that changes you as a person yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Like, having worked having worked in both a restaurant and a bar in like shops I think working in a bar is people so people in shops are weirder yeah. They will do stuff yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. like they don't give a shit about the workload you do. But people in bars and restaurants like actively hit, dislike you for yes, some reason. But true. the benefit is, is and this is why I think it's good to do for like a year or two, is if you can get into like a restaurant, or like a good restaurant, you usually get fed. And if it's yes. a restaurant that mm. does tips and does tips fairly because some are fucking awful, like I think, I don't want to say the name of a company, but I've heard a massive company My sister doesn't used distribute to work the tips properly. Somewhere, and the management took all the tips. And when she, when they asked, when people asked, like, "Do you get the tips?" She had to say yes. Oh, even that's though she so didn't. bad. It's shady, isn't um, it? It's really yeah. bad. And but then the downside is eventually you get there so long that you start to just drink and eat the food that's there yeah. when yes. you kind of feel like it, uh, and then you're like, "Oh, I should probably leave now." I'm just drinking every night. that's when I was like yeah I've been working I was like oh basically every night I just get hammered so (laughs) probably now it's time to find a day walker job yeah that's sensible so let's move on to the povlum Um, so I have the povlum this time Um, how do you get your deposit back when you move out of somewhere and even if you, even if everything's in good condition, but the landlord's like, oh, that there's a chip out of the wall that wasn't there before, or whatever mm. they say, and they're like, I've got to keep all this money. What? How do you get your deposit back? Rick, any ideas? So I mean, this isn't really helpful, as in the afterthought. But the important thing to do is when you move into a new rented accommodation, take pictures of everything. everything. You yeah. stole my advice. Did you hear Dust whisper it to me earlier? He did. Didn't oh you? no, I mean that's you just snake. That's I think just a so, so yeah, do I'm that. Even. Damn, I live here. But yeah, that doesn't really help you if, say, you're a student and you've come to the end of a school year mm. and you're like, oh shit, they're about to take like eight hundred pounds, whatever yeah. the fuck a deposit is off you. Um, so here's something that I often think about: is what a landlord will charge you is usually way more than what it will cost to do the job. So you can you could hire a cleaner for feasibly like fifty quid to get professional cleaning. The scratches on the wall. 
a pot of paint is only a couple of quid mm. and you could probably take a hit and control the amount of money you lose and then just fucking argue to death with them that it was fine mm. and ask for receipts as well so if they say it needed an oven they always say it needed an oven cleaning <laughs> yeah. every time and they're like that's 400 quid and it's like okay fine but send me the receipt because what they always do is say the oven needed cleaning and then they don't clean the oven they charge you 400 quid yeah. which is way more than it would be anyway so and then they're always a bit shady when when like when you say give us a receipt and they're like oh it doesn't matter <laughs> so the house I moved out of in September it was pretty big because it was on the outskirts it wasn't in a very nice area so we could afford a really big house so we had two like reception rooms as, as they're called downstairs mm. and we had three bedrooms we had a massive bathroom and a garden front and back so it took us forever to pack up and get everything in working order again but we looked after the place really well and we were there for 10 months t- t- uh, 12 months in the end um, and when we moved out they tried to keep £400, I think it was, and there was nothing wrong with the place. The first thing we'd done is we'd taken loads of pictures, but not only had we taken loads of pictures, we'd timestamped them and then sent them to the agency because just taking pictures isn't enough because Mm. they could be like, well, you could have just taken that today. So you send it to the agency also. Um, And I think the main thing... Oh, the other thing as well is um, if they want to take a charge, make make sure they itemise everything. So don't yeah. just let them say, we're going to charge you £400. You go, okay, £400, but what does that break down to? Mm. But I think the biggest thing is... I've forgotten. What's the <laughs> biggest thing? I think the biggest thing... Yes, I think the biggest... I think the biggest thing is don't let it go because I think so many agencies bank on you going oh fine yeah Yeah, definitely and we did not let it go they tried to tell us that we had smashed a hole in one of the walls and then had tried to fill it in and cover it up with a chair and we were like no no no, that that's not a thing and the reason we were able to prove it is because the walls were so dirty when we moved in you know they've got like that like shade paint is slightly darker when it's been there for a while yeah mm-hmm. the paint over the whole wall was all the same color so we were, we were able to say if we'd smashed the wall in and painted over it the wall wouldn't be as dirty as the rest yeah. and that's and in the end we only gave them 50 pounds we got it down from 400 that's to 50 good. That's good. yeah some, sometimes landlords are real horrible bastards i remember a friend of mine was moving out of the apartment and they got sent like a bill for a professional clean they're like no it was spotless and they're like no 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 you left loads of crumbs I mean, and you're going to question crumbs anyway, mm. but they were like, send us a picture then. And the the technology didn't exist to take a picture of how small the crumb was. Like genuinely, the image was so blurry and they put like a, a camera phone really close up and it couldn't find anything. And then they try, tried to charge them a full cleaning amount. Oh. And you just think, that could have just been swept into your hand. Yeah. Mm. Although when I was a student, we did actually smash a hole in our wall. <laughs> and um, I think we just... I think one of our... Did you paint over it and cover it with a chair? <laughs> we just polyfilled it in hope that no one would notice. Um, but then really luckily, there was like a fuck up and our landlord took an extra month's rent, um, which he didn't mean to. And then by means of apology, because he took forever to pay it back, just give us back our entire bond, wow, which we were probably okay. entitled to anyway. Yeah. But secretly I was like, oh, that rent probably covered that fucking hole we smashed mm. in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I tell this story all the time, but the worst I've ever been screwed over by a landlord is when I moved out of my very first flat in Macclesfield and I got charged £50 for two things. Dust on top of the light bulb in the kitchen. Oh, my God. And residue in the washing machine drawer. Ugh. That's obscene. That's ridiculous. And that's, Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. literal woman. 
Fuck that woman guy. (laughs) (laughs) See, women can be bastards too. Feminism. And I think because that was the first place I ever rented and when that £50 bill came through, I was just furious. I've never let it happen to me again and I just won't let it go now. Mm. Because it just... Do you know what I think happened in Sheffield when we moved out now? I think that the landlord came in and went this place is a tip like we've had another couple living in here for a year and the walls are now too dirty things are now too scuffed we need to really invest some money before the next people move in we'll use their deposit to do it and i was just having none of it because all the issues that we that were there when we moved out were there when we moved in yeah i'm not paying for that and wear and tear is like an actual legitimate thing like sometimes things just do break or like i don't know things get dirty like that that is just part of living yeah. in a house. I have to say, though, I am really hoping that uh, when we move out, the landlord doesn't notice the fact that um, on New Year's Eve, me and Dust decided to have a little celebration on the balcony with sparklers. But then I decided I wanted to take a boomerang and run back into the house holding my sparkler. There's just a tiny little burn in the carpet. What? Oh. <laughs> just a tiny little one. That's wear and tear, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sparkling house. Yeah. That's to be expected. Um, and you know what would solve this entire problem? If we just owned our own fucking oh, houses. Oh, I know. <laughs> so where is the worst place you guys have lived? For me, it's my first year flat of uni. So I lived with three of the girls and we all got on really well. And the flat was, well, the flat was like the, the, the worst you could get of student accommodation. It, actually, the year we moved out, it got turned into um, accommodation for asylum seekers because I think they just realised that they couldn't charge people money anymore for that. Um, and I love how that's our society, that the one step below student is asylum seeker. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and I think, like, before us, I suspect that, like, a lot of, like, dirty boys had lived there. Or maybe dirty girls, but I think it was dirty, dirty boys. boys. Dirty boys, yeah. Because, like, when like when I Sexist. moved in, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, maybe not. When I moved in, I had to, like, wash the curtains in my room because my whole room, like, smelled of, like... Jizz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just smelled of, like, I am banning my dad from people. this podcast. <laughs> We've dropped the C-bomb and the J-bomb today. Um, um, I've not dropped any jet bombs today. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, and um, we had some other guests that lived with us in the flat. Um, these bugs that, like, I've genuinely never seen them before and have never seen them since. They were like earwiggy type bugs, but they weren't earwigs. And they were just like, I don't know what they were. Silverfish? So, no, they weren't. We, right. we had those. Rish. 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 No. Rish. 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 No. Rish. Oh, right. yeah. I thought you genuinely were like... That's a joke, Rich. Yeah. Like this, is why men, this is why men aren't allowed on Twitter. Um, <laughs> we did have silverfish, but these they were in the bathroom. These these were kitchen bugs. And um, we... Yeah, they were they were just everywhere all the time. And we were, we were all, like, reasonably clean and tidy girls. Like, not too mm. bad. And then when we, we got all these bugs and then we realised, oh, we we want to get them, like, exterminated or whatever. I wasn't too bothered, but the other girls were, like, super into that. So we scooped up a load in a shot glass and put, like, a beer mat on top and left it on the ki- on the side in the kitchen for when the landlord comes around. And we were like, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll ring the landlord to get them to come around. But then the landlord couldn't come around for ages. And then the next day when we looked when we looked in the shot glass, this one bug had eaten, like, all the other bugs. So we called it Big Mama. And then it took ages for landlord to come around, so we kept feeding it, and then it just like lived forever. And then one day we um, we came into the kitchen, and 
the shot glass was tipped over and big mama had just escaped free yeah and i reckon she got so big that she just like hulked her way out of the shop she roams the hills this was in leeds right yeah she could still be here i think i think so maybe she's living in the flat just like herself now massive i like to think she's like the size of a car yeah it wouldn't surprise me she i mean she ate like three or four other bugs just back then so yeah she's really i think she's katie hopkins i think that's what happened to her (laughs) That that could not yeah that that is the first conspiracy theory that I'm into yeah <laughs> let's get that I going. I feel like Big Mama had a good heart. I, <laughs> I don't think Kate Hawkins. That really tickled Rick. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, well, just yeah, just as a side note for Katie Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, when I was a student, students basically just let us live in. They let them live in caves. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the government needs to get involved in that and just look into it. Yeah. But we lived in. Um, like a four bedroom house that was like definitely had like black mold on one of the walls downstairs was just falling a bit old dusty sofas but I had the top room um, by the roof like the attic room that's what it's actually called Um, (laughs) the top room by the roof the top room by the roof (laughs) so I had the attic room and I remember it started raining in like winter the rainy season (laughs) (laughs) Um, and my room started to leak and it was terrible and it leaked so much that one day I entered my room and basically the lintel of the door fell off onto my ah. head and it was sodden um, and I kept trying to get the landlord to do something about it but it's, it's because used... it was raining in your bedroom yeah basically yeah. I had a, an open plan bedroom uh, no that's no, not I don't mean open plan do I mean was like, that's like quite a... normal for a bedroom yeah <laughs> no I meant like an open come. roof bedroom <laughs> Um, but then the landlord told me, he's like, oh, we can't actually fix it because it's all tiled and it's wet and slippery up there and it's too dangerous for someone to go up and fix it. Which at the time I was like, that's reasonable. That's fine. Um, but then, of course, when it wasn't raining and it became sunny again, it went back to summer, it didn't leak. So at that point, it wasn't really a problem and I just mm. forgot to ask. But then every time it would rain again, it would come back. He would Ugh. never reschedule, and I just hated that house. It was horrible. That's so nice. I mean, that is a legitimate thing. Like, you shouldn't be trying to fix a roof while it's raining, but as soon as it's not raining... You think they would schedule it in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, what's your yeah. problem? It's not raining right now. We're like, oh, yeah, that's that's how we should do everything. Ugh. I think my worst place I've ever lived was my this first flight in Macclesfield, where it was freezing. It was absolutely freezing all of the time and there was no way of warming the flat up because the heaters were those awful ones that you feel like you could pull off the wall. You mm, know the ones I mean? Yeah. And it was just always cold and I lived there on my own as well. It was before Dust lived with me because he was doing his MA down south. I was up north by myself and I was just cold all the time. I used to look forward to going to work because I would be in a warm room yes, and I wouldn't I wish that, that on anybody. Like yeah. Living in a cold house is awful. This... Especially when it's, it's like one thing you're choosing not to put the heating on because you don't have any money. Quite another when even when you put the heating on, it's still not enough to yeah. warm it up. There is no warming up. Yeah. Was it that chill that forced you to light sparklers indoors <laughs> for the rest of your life? <laughs> oh, by, by the open flame of the sparkler. <laughs> That's the end of the show, guys. Just time to do our weekly thanks. So as ever, we'd like to thank our host, Acast, who hosts the podcast. Uh, our editor, Charlotte. Yeah. Who edits the podcast? <laughs> Charlotte Nichols. Uh, yeah. Charlotte Nichols. If you have a problem or a profession that you'd like us to give you no advice on, get in touch with us via Gmail. It is thepodcastuk at gmail.com. 
Yes. Yep, that's the one. Or... I know it's biased because it's my husband, but I'd also like to say thank you to Madasadar. Okay, yeah, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, he took yes. loads of pictures of us. He did. So on. if you'll have seen any professional-ish looking headshots or pictures, yeah. that was Professional photography, not professional models, because we definitely yeah. were not, not professional. Three awkward people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also available to hire for headshots, uh, so get in touch mm. with the show if you need somebody in the Leeds area. Yeah. He's going to be on Corrie soon, isn't he? He's been on. He He's was on, on last week. Oh, twice. What, what was, Catch him on the omnibus then. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what, what did he play? Who did he play? Well, he's an Asian male, so doctor. Asian male one. <laughs> yeah. Taxi yeah. driver, terrorist, or doctor. doctor. He yeah. was a doctor. Doctor this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes. good. Yeah. They always give him like an Indian name as well, which to say he's British Pakistani is like borderline offensive. It's a bit of a slap in the face. I don't think yeah. they really care. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Damn. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Dus. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Dus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, bye, I guess. <laughs> yeah, is that it? Let's not say see you next week because we never see these people. No. Speak to you next. That sounds a bit formal. Yeah. yeah. Chat. You will hear us next week. <laughs> 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 Maybe like go on up. Listen um, next week. We will be back. Yeah. Oh, I'm not here next week though. Oh yeah, Grace on holiday. I'm not on holiday. Oh, Grace is working. I'm on a press trip. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm still gonna have to have my laptop In on. India. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same place, isn't it? <laughs> so we will have a replacement host, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's a he. It's a he. The yeah. tables are turning. Robin's going to be the minority. At last. Ooh, Men will have power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our voices will be As heard. if you need any more of that, Rick. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, cool. Yeah. Well, listen next week then. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.